This is Kristen Nicole Young, and you're listening to the Headbands and Hard Truth Podcast. Um, today, I have a really special guest, very near and dear to my heart. She's my one of my best friends in the whole world, and uh, I love her dearly. Her name is Jessica McNair. So um, we are going to be talking about walking through um, grief and loss and infertility. Um, those are the topics we're going to be talking about today. So uh, Jessica and I have been friends for, I guess, what, two years now? almost two years Mm -hmm. um and we live in the same town in Arkansas and we met each other through our church family and so we've been friends for a couple years now and I love her dearly our families are really close and um our daughters are besties and they're so cute together but (laughs) um she's also my doula which really works out great um she was my doula for Judah and she'll be my doula for this new baby coming soon as well. So anyway, well, I'm going to stop talking um, and I'm going to let Jessica introduce herself a little bit and talk about just the stage of life that they're in and just share a little bit about herself. So Jessica. Yes. Hi. Um, okay. So my name's Jessica. Um, I am married to my wonderful husband, Mark. We've been married for about five years. Um, We have a beautiful daughter. She's three. Um, She came into our lives in 2019 and um, just instantly became a part of our family. And we officially adopted her in um, early 2021. Um, And she's just the best. We love her so much. like Kristen said, I am a doula and a birth assistant to a midwife, so I love all things birth. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I love it. And she's so good at what she does. She's the bomb. Literally, I had to apologize to her so many times after Judah was born because I grabbed her arm so hard that I gave her a bruise, <laughs> um, and she just took it like a champ, and I, anyway, she's just, she's so good at her job, and she's just so good at so many things. I learn from her all the time, so, um, so, you know, this is a, this is a, a, these are difficult topics to talk through and walk through, and so, um, I don't want to... I don't want it to seem like jumping in too fast is insensitive towards, you know, anyone who is walking through those uh, seasons of life or has walked through grief. So I do want to take a minute and share. I know these are very heavy topics. um, And, you know, if you have struggled with um, miscarriage, infertility, if you've lost someone close to you, if you've been walking through grief, I just want to give a warning at the beginning um, that we will be talking about these things. So um, I do want to go ahead and jump in, though, so we can make the most of our time. And I hope that this blesses you and that the Lord speaks to you um, and speaks to your heart, ministers to your heart through the words that um, Jessica has to say and the words that the Lord has to say through us today. So, um, so Jessica had, and I won't try, I won't spoil anything, but, um, so Jessica has walked through, um, 
different stages of grief throughout her life and and loss and it's looked different uh and so we're going to talk first about um earlier in her life when she was younger um with loss of family members and so jessica do you want to go ahead and dive into that and share your story about that and um how you walk through that yeah so um i th- think that it would probably be best for me to say that I didn't become a Christian until I was 18 years old. And so whenever I was 13, um, my dad passed away, which um, I remember after he passed away just feeling so hopeless and that I was like forever damaged and that Mm -hmm. I like convinced myself that... um, I was destined to have daddy issues and so I kind of spent all of high school dealing with that and with those emotions. Um, However, um, I became a Christian and um, a few years after that my brother had passed away and I remember when I was grieving my brother that I didn't feel hopeless um, and I knew who my God was however the grieving process still looked very similar Um, I still struggled both times with chronic insomnia that like led into um, depression however I remember um, I remember the Bible verse in Ecclesiastes 3 where it talks about there's a time for everything and Um, The Lord even says there's a time for grieving. Um, And it was good. Like, grieving's good. We're supposed to grieve. Um, It's good for our souls to go through that process. um, Even though it hurts, it heals us. Um, However, something that I recognize during those grieving, those times of grieving is that Um, They're very vulnerable seasons, and so the enemy uses those times to um, creep in and and try to alter God's truth and try to um, get us to believe new lies. Um, And so, yeah, grieving is just a very sensitive time of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for opening up um, about your dad and your brother. And um, so I know you became a believer several years after your dad passed away. And so the grieving was um, similar, like you said, but then you didn't feel hopeless whenever your brother passed away. Um, so looking back, how, as and as a believer now and, and more years removed from uh when it happened, how do you look back and see the hand of God, um, either on you or working in you? Or how do you see, what do you see, uh, that God worked in you in during those, those years, during those grieving years? Yeah. And even, and even up till now. Um, yeah, so in the midst of grieving, it's really hard to, um, see outside of the pain and, um, see what God is doing. However, being outside of that 
and reflecting on that season of life, um, I can see where not only did God grieve with me and he, you know, he really, like I can feel like that he just knelt down and grieved with me throughout that whole time Mm. because he felt the pain that I was feeling. Um, But something that I remember and that really just set me up for life is that, um, or it just, it set me up to make it through those times is that when my brother passed away, I had a friend who she made this beautiful arrow out of wood and on it she painted, um, he is always good. And um, every day I would just say that out loud, even if I didn't feel like it was true, I would say it because it is. Because the truth goes way beyond what we're feeling. And so I would just remind myself that he is always good, no matter what I feel, how much it hurts, or anything like that, that my God is good. Um, Yeah, and I just feel like he really protected me in those seasons, even though, you know, I, I struggled and I made bad decisions out of like in the midst of my pain he still protected me and I um yeah I just felt like he wasn't gonna leave like he wasn't gonna leave me there just to feel that alone or to go through that alone yeah thanks for sharing thanks for you have such a beautiful heart um and so I know you talked about um, how your friend gave you the arrow that said that God is good. God is always good. Um, and I know that's kind of a common um, question Well, uh, around that, I guess, is, is a lot of times, you know, when bad things happen or when tragedies happen or when we lose loved ones or when we... Um, deal deal with loss we deal with uh whether it's job loss or the loss of a family member or if it's uh finances or just different things that happen in our life that we just don't understand um i think a common question is why do good things happen to bad people or why do why do bad things happen to good people um and there's this big why question that hangs over these situations of why would you let this happen God or why me or just those big questions of doubt and what would you say to those questions to people who are to to when when people walk through difficult circumstances which we all walk through difficult circumstances but they look very different from person to person Mm -hmm. um and so what would you say to someone who has lost a loved one or is struggling with uh grief or what would you say to them when they question their faith or they question the goodness of god they question the you know why do bad things happen to good people Um, I would say that 
We live in a fallen world and no one really wants to admit this at all, but we are not good people. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to say, you know, bad things happening to good people when we're not good people. The only good person there ever was was Jesus. And the bad thing that happened to him, he volunteered it. He he volunteered for it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, everything else is... It's just the fact that we live in this fallen world and one day when we're in heaven with him, we will see the justice and the redemption and all of the things that we go through. It, he never said this life was supposed to be easy. Um, and so we have to remember that, that it's going to be hard. We're, we're going to feel, you know, the pain of living in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and it, just going back to what you said earlier, is that it doesn't change the goodness of God that mm-hmm. even, I mean, and if you look at through the course of history uh, in Scripture, particularly, um, I think about Job, who lost everything. You could say yeah. he lost everything. And yet... Um, he and yet God was still good. God uh, taught him and and grew him through that and used that, and um, and even in uh, you know diff- just throughout the course of Scripture, how God has walked through uh, the fire with His people. God has walked through the heartache with His people, and God's goodness and glory, which is so important for us to remember that is all things are ultimately for God's glory and he will use them for his glory. Mm-hmm. And even though this life is so difficult, like you just mentioned, like this life is so hard and there are so many things like there are just so there are circumstances I just can't even fathom, you know, you just like can't imagine what um, someone else has walked through in that situation situations that just such tragedies but then remembering that God is still good and in spite of our feelings in spite of what we feel in spite in spite of what we think you know our feelings can be so uh misleading sometimes in the sense that it makes you know we we start to feel that God is not good we start to feel that God is not there Mm-hmm. But clinging on to that truth, I think that's so good that you brought that up about repeating that self to yourself, re- repeating that phrase to yourself every day of that God is still good. Mm-hmm. And it's reminding ourselves, even in the midst of loss or tragedy or difficult circumstances, that God is still good, even when we can't even see clearly, even if we don't even believe it in that moment, mm-hmm. is holding on to that truth because it is such a vulnerable spot to be in yeah because the enemy just he's so rude he's ruthless he is he really is and he uses every opportunity to um to use that weakness for his gain and i mean i remember in uh different times of the grieving season when um, he was just so vicious to me 
in a way that I had never experienced before. And um, it just really showed how far, you know, he's willing to go to, to um, grab a person and Mm -hmm. to change what they believe or change um, even just to like alter truths just a little to get a person off course. Mm. Yeah. How did you move past fear of losing someone else or how did you begin to trust the Lord again after, you know, losing your father and your brother? Um, how did you trust the Lord with that and not be, not live like cynical or afraid? Mm, Okay. Yeah. So the thing is, um, with trusting the Lord, I have to remember or I have to, um, I have to figure out where I'm trusting him in because I can't say that I trust the Lord that I'm never going to lose somebody close to me again because that is just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people die. It's just a part of life. And so I am aware that I will walk through these seasons again Um But I put my trust in God knowing that He is going to be right there by my side when I do. And so I'm not afraid to do it alone. Um, I know that He'll be there. With the fear, um, I have to say that is the enemy knows that is a weakness of mine. Just from past experience, Um, it is an area that he attacks me the most in. And so many times when something happens or whatever, uh, I feel him immediately hit me with, uh, the fear of losing, uh, the people I love. The thing that I have to do in the midst of those emotions is fight back against that, to not be afraid about um, what could happen and not let my mind go into crazy places and build up all these crazy scenarios. Um, but just to believe that the Lord is that he's present and that his hand is over the situation and, um, knowing that everything's going to be okay, no matter how the outcome is, but is that everything's going to be okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not like a, I conquered fear. It's a, I constantly battle against it. And I always have to be prepared in those times. I have to have my armor on or he really can get me down quick. Mm. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's a good word. Um, <clears throat> okay. So kind of shifting a little bit. Um, talking about just you know walking through grief and and losing family members or losing loved ones rather um and then I would love for you to share um just kind of a recent journey that you and your husband have been on um in when it comes to um, infertility and loss and uh your just your journey with that and Mm -hmm. where you guys are at and how that has 
um, how it's you know affected you, where how where you're at now, where you were, where God has brought you. Just if you could share, yeah, about that. Okay, so my husband and I have been married for five years, and um, five months after we got married, we got pregnant, and um, very shortly after that, we miscarried. And I just remember being more than anything just confused at what was happening. Um, I'd never been pregnant before and I didn't know really what was going on. And so the grieving to all of that um, really kind of expanded throughout the years after um, as we, you know, we decided in that moment that we were going to, because we weren't even trying at that point But after that, we were like, yes, this is something that we want. We want to grow our family. And so we started trying. And we have yet to uh, become pregnant again after all of these years. And so, um, yeah, it has been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, It's been so difficult. Um, There have been times where, you know, I think that I'm strong and that I, I can, I can stand firm on what I believe and what I know to be true and really believe for this miracle. And then there's times where I've felt like the victim or that, you know, God just didn't want to do this thing for me. Like I was undeserving of this when reality I am undeserving of this however that doesn't you know change the fact that you know Jesus sees me you know as his daughter and that I am pure and clean in his eyes and um, that my father gives good gifts and so yeah it's it's been quite a journey. However, um, last year in October, I got to a place where I think I mentally, like I just had a mental break. I, and I even remember telling this to my husband that I was okay with the enemy killing off this part of my heart. Mm. Like I was, which seems so sad that I was willing to let the enemy come in and take this completely away mm-hmm. and like I just thought that it would be better if I lived with the idea that it was never going to happen for us mm-hmm. instead of having hope that it could one day um like I just kept feeling so disappointed every month for years and that gets so tiring and so yeah, I was just ready for that to be over. And um, uh, Mark and I had some family friends who lovingly uh, had a healthy confrontation with us towards that of, of the fact that they understood where I was coming from. However, we we had to find a different solution to the problem because... Um, it's not okay to let the enemy in in any area of our lives because, I mean, 
he could have started there and then and then slowly just infected my whole heart um and so yeah i really had to figure out how to surrender it to the lord which i had said multiple times throughout the years like yes i'm surrendering this to jesus it's in his hands however i wasn't believing what i was saying i was just saying it um thinking that maybe you know i would just catch up to what i was saying um like my feelings and emotions would catch up to it but i had to find a way to like truly surrender it and that is when i realized um i don't know if i heard a song or if it was just placed in my heart but I realized that God doesn't owe me anything, and yet He's giving me so much. Um, and so, yeah, just remembering what He's done for me, um, the area or how He's rescued me, and um, how He's given me, you know, well, for one, my eternal salvation, um, but also my amazing husband and our beautiful daughter and um just you know even the material things in our life like I'm thankful for our house and for our cars and stuff like that and I just he's given me so much and I he doesn't owe any of it to me and so that really is what helped me through that mental break and so the past year has been beautiful um, in the sense that I haven't lost hope that it'll still happen for us because I still believe that God says who he who he says he is um, and that he performs miracles and that he does great things and I mm-hmm. really believe that he will mm-hmm. however I also believe that even if he doesn't I will still praise him because mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he is worthy of it Mm -hmm. and we, and he created us to, to praise him. Like he put humans on this earth so that we would praise him. And really that's the thing that matters the most. And so, yeah, this, this past year has been amazing mentally and spiritually, um, in this journey of fertility. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for opening up about that. Um, and I know we talked a little bit earlier, um, just some things that you did to help you walk through grief and loss, um, about just clinging to truth and and declaring it over, you know, like declaring the truth and fighting back against the lies with the truth, even if you didn't necessarily feel it. Um, but what are what are some truths or like practical tips i guess you could say i want to i want to avoid the word advice i don't want it to be like opinion but what are some truths or wisdom that you would share with someone who is walking through infertility as well um infertility specifically because we talked about grief a little bit earlier i mean we talked about um loss of you know like loved ones earlier but so what are what are some tips or uh, truth or wisdom that you cling to or that you would 
share with someone else who's walking through infertility or um, miscarriage. Mm. Okay, well, I know that it's a hard season. And I feel that with everyone who is dealing with this. Um, Things that I would encourage women who are dealing with infertility or going through a miscarriage um, to do is um, is to remember the things that the Lord has given you and just kind of, even if you need to in your car in the midst of the tears or whatever you need to do, just start listing out, I am thankful for this. I am thankful for this. And um, you can start small and just see where it takes you and really it will change. Um, you'll, you'll, it'll start to, you'll start to feel, you know, just a little bit of reprieve from the pain. Um, and just remember that God is good. Um, and you, if God didn't say it, you do not you do not take it as truth because I know there are doctors out there that have things to say and, you know, doctors could say it's just not going to happen for you or, um, you know, they could give you so many different kinds of diagnosis. But if God didn't say it, it's not true. You, you just continue to believe um, the power of God and what he's capable of. Um, because he has done some crazy, mm-hmm. crazy cool things. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe he'll continue to do crazy cool things. And so, yeah, I believe it for me, and I believe it for everyone else who is dealing with this, um, that he is just going to do some crazy cool things in, in your life. So I would just hold on to that. Yeah, that's good. Remembering the goodness of God and claiming, or not claiming, I don't want to say name and claim it. <laughs> don't want to say that. Uh, but uh, if God didn't say it, it's not true. Mm. Um, and then uh, being thankful uh, for the things you have, recognizing and thanking God for the things yes. that you have. Those are really good um, things to share. And then on the other side of that is... What would you say to someone who is, um, maybe they're not walking through this journey, but they're walking with a friend who is going through this journey is what, what, what can we say to what wisdom can we give to someone who wants to support someone who is walking through, um, these stages of grief or infertility or loss, maybe some things that you don't say to those people. Maybe we could start out with things that you don't say mm, okay. to, yes. Yeah, so don't say, I know what you are going through, or I know how you are feeling, um, because it's not true, and it really hurts, and so I would avoid that kind of lingo. Um, I would also not say everything happens for a reason, Um, anything that would make the woman who is going through this feel isolated or victimized like um 
like it's something they did that's causing this um, because that's just not true. It's just not true. And so I would avoid anything um, in that area. And something that I would encourage friends um, to do is to just have empathy for the person who is going through this. Um, which So sympathy is feeling for a person and empathy is feeling with the person. And so it is possible to feel with them even if it's not your battle. Um, to feel that they they are they're grieving the loss of something they haven't been given yet they're every month that is a negative test they are grieving that loss it's the loss of a possibility and so feeling that with them and knowing that that is hard for them um is probably the best thing that a friend of a friend <laughs> going through infertility could do. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for sharing. Um, well, so I'm really thankful that you took time and um, that the Lord gave you courage and strength and bravery to talk about these things because um, so many well, one, so many women walk through miscarriages or infertility or, um, or you know, just this this stage of life, and it's just it's so uh, it's so much more prevalent, I think, than uh, we realize sometimes. And to hear, um, you know, to hear it coming from you, I think I'm, I pray that it is helpful and encouraging to other women as well, um, to know that you're not alone, that there are, um, that there are other women in the same boat, the same season, or have been, been there or are ahead of the journey or ahead in the journey or just starting on the journey. And so, um, anyway, just, I thank you for sharing your, uh, wisdom and just what you have walked through and what the Lord has taught you. Um, as you have walked and as you are walking and, you know, Justin and I, we believe that with you guys too. We believe so wholeheartedly that the Lord is going to, um, that the Lord is going to bless you guys with a child. But like you said earlier, if he does not, he is still good yes, and absolutely. he is still worthy to be praised. And, um, and that's, that's such a hard that's such a hard uh, line to walk in life with the Lord mm. in any area is I have faith that God will do this. However, if he does not, he's still good. Yeah. And so believing wholeheartedly that God has the power and has um, uh, and, and, and can do it. However, if he chooses not to, he is still good. Yeah, it reminds me of the um, verse that of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you know they were about to be thrown into the furnace, and they really believed that the Lord would rescue them. However, they said, even if He doesn't, we will still praise Him, mm-hmm. and so they believed in His power. Mm-hmm. However, they weren't going to 
waver Mm -hmm. even if he didn't yeah and he did and so it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's just stories like that that really um they help Mm -hmm. they help me to to remember that you know he's just worthy Mm -hmm. to be praised and the rescue for them probably looked different than they thought. Yeah. I mean, maybe they thought God would rescue them before going before in. going in the <laughs> yeah. furnace. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure as they were literally being like, as they were starting to be put in the furnace, they were. I mean, you wonder what was going through their minds because yeah. they didn't know that he would be in the fire. Yeah, and so it's. It probably looked way different than they thought it was going to look if he were, if they, you know, them believing that he was going to rescue them. Mm-hmm. But they went into the actual fire, yet in the actual fire was the rescuing. Yeah. Because that's where God got the mo- most glory. Yes. God got the most glory in the way that he did that situation or the, in the way that he showed up in that, in that circumstance. That's such a good story. That's such a good um, thing to share. Um, but yeah, so just want to kind of wrap it up and say thank you to you, Jessica, for talking and sharing and opening up. I know these things are not easy to talk about. I know this is a conversation that we probably could have, um, lengthy, even, even more in depth talk, talking about and, um, but we want to keep it short to a podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so just know that, you know, there are other aspects and areas and things that uh, maybe you are walking through, you know, who are listening that you're walking through that we didn't get to cover tonight or um, that you have questions about. And you can feel free to send a message. I'm on Instagram. You can connect with me there. Um or uh, just shoot me an email. And just I pray that the Lord has ministered to you listening today that you find encouragement, that you find um, uh, that you find that you're not alone and that the Lord would just encourage your heart and um, lift your head um, if you are walking through one of these seasons that, that the Lord that you would be reminded that the Lord, is the lifter of heads even in the midst of um, of heartache. And so anyway, just want to say that. And thank you guys so much for listening. You can subscribe. You can um, follow me on Instagram at Kristen Nicole Young. And there's more content there as well. Um, and if you like the podcast, you can give a good review, which would be awesome um, <laughs> if you want to. And I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks.